So there was very loosey-goosey, non-existent boundaries. And also the message that boundaries is only, it's, a, it's an indication of someone who doesn't put other people first, who's selfish, who's mean, who looks out for themselves. But on the other hand, when I didn't comply with something that, say, my dad thought I should do, then the boundaries became very rigid. Hey, hey, this is Dr. Kavita Sun. Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. This podcast is about emotions, psychology, and relationships. Every week, I'll be sharing real-life tools to help you build self-awareness, a better relationship with yourself, and more fulfilling relationships with the people that matter to you. Listen, this is the foundation on which the rest of your life is built. So let's take the time to get it right. I'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello, Pod Squad family. How are you guys doing? Happy Thursday. I have a treat for you guys today. A real um, juicy treat, in fact. So we often get clients who ask us, how do I get my needs met in a relationship? Right? We get married to people or partner with people that we feel very aligned to often in the very beginning, but we all change and we're also discovering one another. So over time, those differences tend to bother us and we start thinking, have I made a mistake? I'm not able to get my needs met. We're very different people. And so many of our clients come to us with that question. I don't know what my spouse's or partner's needs even are. And I don't know how to get mine met. And so when we look at that question, one of the things that I've figured out is that we often conflate and confuse boundaries with needs. We don't know what a certain struggle is in terms of, is it a boundary struggle or is it a need struggle? And when we misdiagnose, then our solutions don't work and we end up feeling more disconnected and more frustrated and more sort of hopeless about the situation. So even though people come to us for clarifying needs and trying to get their needs met, one of the first questions we ask is about their capacity and their confidence to be able to, um, first of all, find the right boundary in a situation, then honor that boundary and hold to it but in a way that is calm and loving. And often we may have one of these down, but the other things feel off. So for example, you might be good at boundaries, but you tend to be somewhat harsh and unforgiving and strict and maybe even rigid with them. Or you may not know how to do boundaries at all and learned that not having boundaries and overextending yourself is the way to show love to somebody. And I think without... Knowing that and being clear about where am I in my confidence and capacity to set and hold boundaries calmly and lovingly, and which of my situations or struggles needs a boundary skill versus a needs-based conversation. I think those two questions need clarity before we can actually give you the right solution, right? So we've become sort of well-known in the coaching space for helping people clarify this question and then helping them 
be able to find and honor and share boundaries from a place where it actually helps the relationship. Many of us are taught that boundaries are a last resort and we're scared to place them because the other person might get upset and might damage the relationship. But when done right, it actually enriches the relationship and we have become very good at helping clients um, do that in a way that works for their lives. So this week, we're in the middle of a challenge, a free challenge in our free Facebook group on boundaries. And today's recording is going to be day one of that boundary challenge. It will really help you start thinking about where you are now so that you can map out using our tools that's coming in the next few days in the challenge. You can map out how to get to become good at this, right? So this is day one. Please enjoy. And if you want to join the rest of the challenge, the link for the free Facebook group is in the show notes. You can just click on that and um, just join us. Again, it's completely free to join the group, completely free to partake in the challenge. I hope you enjoy day one and I hope to see you for day two, three and onwards inside the Facebook group. Ciao. I'm so glad you guys are here. So many of you may have done uh, some of our challenges in the past. We love doing challenges. We have a lot of fun doing them. And usually people who participate have a lot, a lot of fun in the process as well. And we learn a lot together. So that's our goal. Learn a lot together, grow together, and have fun in the process, right? So I'm going to start with a couple of housekeeping rules so you guys know what to expect and what we're going to be doing in the next few days. Um, so the first three days, today, tomorrow, and day after, is going to be a lot of uh, training, right? A lot of content. And um, I'm going to, at the end of every training, every day, I'm going to ask you guys to do a little piece of an assignment that we call home play in our world. Because you get to play and you get to grow at the same time. And it's a small thing that will solidify for you the concepts that we've been learning that day. Okay, so every day at 8 p.m. Eastern, I'll be going live via the Zoom and it'll be um, live streamed into the Facebook group. And we'll go for about half an hour to 40 minutes every day. And what you do at the end of the, every training when you get a little homework, when you do that homework, there will be a post put up in the Facebook group called Home Play Thread for each day. You go and comment under that thread your answer for your homework every day, okay? We will tag you all under that post so you don't have to be looking for it. But at the end of every training, every night, you go to the Facebook group, you'll see the home play post, you put your answer after doing that home play assignment. Why should you do that? Because every day when you do that, you earn five points every night toward a scholarship to HYR, which is our Heal Your Relationships program. Okay. It's a pretty intensive coaching program where there's one-on-one -on -one and group coaching um, that help you sort of become the master of your fate and the captain of your soul and to heal your relationships, whatever those important relationships are, whether it's your marriage or whether it's um, your family of origin, your mom, your siblings, right? One person at the end of every challenge that we do, and we've done about 20 challenges at least so far, one person at the end of every challenge, whoever gets the most number of points, gets a 100% scholarship 
to Heal Your Relationships program. If you've already done HYR, you can still get a scholarship to do it again with us on us. Okay, Maha um, has done HYR and uh, our graduate program mastery, and she just won the scholarship last time and did HYR again with us because we're always upgrading the, the content. So awesome, Chicago, New York. So every day, please do the home play assignment. One, because if you're not taking action, information is not transformation, it's not gonna change anything for you. So that's why we make it so that you actually take a little bit of action out in your real world. And every time you do and come and post under the home play thread, you get five points. You also can win points by inviting friends into our Facebook group so that they can participate and learn from this free training. If you invite, they've gotta be women, but if you invite somebody from your life they don't have to be physicians because we're doing this in our general Facebook group. But if you invite a friend or a family member who is a woman who wants to learn these things for free, and if they join the group, please tag them and say welcome so that we know to give you those points. Okay. So let's say I invite Sarah, my friend, into the group. If she joins, then I just go and post in the group, welcome, Sarah. And that way, we will know to give you those points. You get two points for each person that you invite who joins the group. There are other ways to win points. I'll tell you more about that on Wednesday. But for now, do the home play. Invite friends to learn from this free experience. So let's jump into day one of boundaries. First things first, what I want to ask you guys is on a scale of zero to 10, zero being I have no idea how to even spell the word boundaries. I don't know what that means. I've never heard it before. And 10 is, I'm a master at this. I think I'm in the wrong challenge. I shouldn't even be here. I can give a sermon on this, right? <laughs> Which actually is not me either, by the way. <laughs> so on a scale of zero to 10, how confident are you in your capacity to set and hold boundaries calmly and lovingly? Setting boundaries and holding boundaries, but the way you're doing it is calm and loving. Zero is I've never even heard the word, and 10 is I'm writing the next Bible on this. Awesome. Okay. This is for you because I want you to, you, you know, you can't actually get somewhere without knowing where you are, right? You need your current coordinates to even be able to plot a path to where you want to go. So that awareness is important right? Okay, good. Keep that number for yourself. This is your own sort of like, you know, in the malls, when they say you are here, you get to know, okay, this is where I am. And this is where I'm trying to head. See, boundaries is kind of an interesting thing, right? None of us are born knowing how to do boundaries, right? It's not like a breathing or feeding things that is hardwired into us or connection for that matter. It's hardwired into us. Boundaries is not. So we learn boundaries like we learn language by copying those around us. Right? We copy those around us. And so we can only, just like uh, all of us have a mother tongue, it's not like I came into the world being primed in some special way to learn Tamil, my mother tongue. I was a clean slate like everybody here in the Zoom room. But I was surrounded by people who were speaking Tamil. And so that became my mother tongue, meaning that even if I get dementia, 
I will still remember how to use my mother tongue. It is that ingrained in my bones. But it wasn't something that I was born with or had a natural proclivity for. It's just that early that those messages seeped in. And so we call it our mother tongue. It's the same thing with boundaries. You absorb from those around you what your language of boundaries is. Not because that's all your natural proclivity is, that it's not because it's even something that you believe in or want. It's literally because that was what was modeled to you and so you absorbed it, right? So for me, I'll tell you, I grew up with mixed messages around boundaries, okay? I grew up with the, if I have boundaries, then I'm selfish, right? It's, I'm not, I'm not, taking one to the team. I'm not putting the family first. I'm not um, being a giving person. So that was the message. And that came across in so many ways. Like, for example, we uh, had many, many bedrooms in the home that I grew up in. All of us could have had our own bedroom. And in theory, we did, but we had no privacy at all, right? My parents came in whenever they wanted. They went through our stuff whenever they wanted. Like, I remember uh, between the ages of my diary being discovered as a teenager, it was only in my 30s that I started writing in a diary again. It scarred me that much, right? So there was very loosey-goosey, non-existent boundaries. And also the message that boundaries is only, it's it's an indication of someone who doesn't put other people first, who's selfish, who's mean, who looks out for themselves. But on the other hand, when I didn't comply with something that, say, my dad thought I should do, then the boundaries became very rigid. And his way of doing that was he wouldn't talk to me for, there's been periods of like months where we'd live in the same house and he would look through me as if I was non-existent. Right. He, like he would not even make a noise if we if I if I bumped into him. It was very bizarre. So I picked up a very mishmash, disorganized understanding of boundaries. OK. And among these two, I preferred the Lucy Goosey put family first. It just at least felt a little bit like love. <laughs> OK. So that's the one that I ran with. And then I came to the U.S. OK. And here I. It just happened to be that in the first year of me being here, I had two friends who completely stopped having any contact with a friend group of theirs that they had been close to since college. And I was like, whoa, that that feels like such a rigid, strong boundary. They probably had very good reasons for it. I have no idea what the reasons were. This isn't about whether that was right or not. How do I know? I don't know. All I knew was I came from this land of boundaries are bad to you can cut off people until death. And it felt really confusing for me. I didn't know whether there was any good way to do boundaries at all. Is that even a possible thing? And so I bumbled along, making a lot of mistakes, trying to learn from them, trying to experiment, trying to sit with myself and find my own value system, trying to see where that line was in each relationship. And through a lot of trial and error, and I like to say mostly error more than trial, I have come to my own definition 
that has worked well for me and for a lot of people that I've shared this with. So I'm going to share this with you, but you take it or leave it based on how it feels when you hold it up to yourself, right? Only you know. My definition of boundaries now is the line at which I can treat myself and the other person with dignity and respect. Every word of this is important, meaning it's the line at which, meaning in every relationship, that line will be different, right? It's a line at which I can treat myself, meaning I need to know what I need in that situation for me to even honor that, and the other person with dignity and respect, which is not the same as agreeing or disagreeing. I can completely disagree with someone. I can decide to end a relationship with someone, get a divorce from somebody, whatever it is. I might never see that person ever again if that's what I choose, but I still treat them through that process of separation or not with dignity and respect. Okay? And I've come to realize that it, it cannot, you actually cannot do it for only one person. If I'm only looking out for the other person, I will compromise my truth, which will lead to resentment down the line. And for me, when I'm resentful, I end up passive aggressively poking people. It comes out like I just can't hold it after a while, right? So it leaks out. And then I feel guilty and just a big mess. So, but if I only honor myself, I end up creating walls around me. And this has happened. There was a period of time when I was experimenting that I created such walls that I felt lonely, right? Because I had such strict rules about how people have to be to be around me. So it's a line at which, here's the additional rule for me. It's not even a rule, it's a definition. That line is firm, but flexible, okay? It's kind of like um, foam. There's firmness to it, but it, it, it has some give. It's not like smoke, meaning it has no structure to it at all. People can walk all over me or I walk all over other people because it goes both ways. Or it, it's not like stone either, where I'm like, you know, this is a rule. And even if that rule doesn't make sense, I'm just going to hold that rule just because I've decided it's a rule. And so it's arbitrary and I'm just going to do it. Okay. So it's a line at which I can treat myself and the other with dignity and respect. Notice I don't need to love them. I don't need to agree with them. I don't need to have the same opinions of them. I don't even need to have them in my life. Also, that line has some give, so it's flexible, but firm. And this challenge, I'm going to show you guys some ways to think about how you can create those sort of boundaries that will actually improve the relationship. If you so choose to keep that person in your life, it will actually improve the relationship. That's the best part of this. Because again, for a long time, I thought you can't have boundaries because it's kind of like a last minute measure. And once you have a boundary, it sort of shits on the relationship. Like that's, it's going to turn downward. When you do it, it actually improve the relationship. Okay. So that's the first thing I want to share with you guys is there are two kinds of boundaries. There's loosey goosey, no boundaries, smoke. People can say whatever they want and I just make excuses and it goes the other way. I also step into what other people should and shouldn't do and be judging them. It goes both ways. Loosey-goosey means it's porous both ways, right? Or the other one is overly rigid, right? 
The danger in loosey-goosey or porous is you are a walking ball of rumination and resentment. You're just pissed off all the time. You feel taken advantage of. You feel like you are a bleeding heart and people just walk all over you. That's the story that we have in our, in our minds, right? No good deed goes unpunished, right? That's the kind of, and it causes a lot of suffering for us. We're on edge all the time, depleted all the time, okay? And because it's porous and loosey-goosey, we also don't have boundaries of how we respond to that sense of overwhelm. So first we let people walk all over us. We don't tell them what we need. We're running around with resentment and rumination and feeling taken advantage of. Then finally we lose it because how long can you hold that energy? And then we yell at somebody or we you know, completely go off and, and kitchen sink all of our complaints. Last year you did this and then you did this and then you did this and they're like, whoa. So loosey-goosey boundaries actually will hurt your physical health, your relationships, your emotional health, your parenting, your work, because you'll take all that rumination into your workplace. And if, you're, if you have a tendency to do that in your intimate relationships, you likely have a tendency to do that with your colleagues or your patients, right? That's the loosey-goosey. Then there's the overly rigid. Usually that comes across I've seen it happen or people become overly rigid because of likely a trauma history where they didn't feel like they had any private space. And so they become very suspicious, right? And you put up very rigid boundaries, either because trauma and intrusion happened in your own life or because that was the only modeling you had. So even though you don't want to do that, that's all you know how to do when you're upset right? My dad, as I was saying, wouldn't talk to me for a month or two when he was mad. I promised myself I would never do this, never do this. Not for a month, trauma is relative, but my dad had um, horrific, horrific trauma. I wouldn't go for a month, but I've gone for like two weeks in the same house, living with somebody and refusing to speak to them. Like it's embarrassing now to think about, right? I did. That's all I knew to do when I felt out of control. For some of you, it may be, I promised myself that I wouldn't yell, but then I'm doing that. I promised myself I wouldn't stay in this kind of relationship, but now I am, and I'm like trying to make the other person change instead, whatever it is. We repeat what we know, even if it harmed us, even if we want to not repeat it. If that's all the skill level that I have, everything, like I have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, okay? So I want you to get clear on what it is that you picked up as your primary language for boundaries in the environment that you grew up in, right? What did you pick up? There you go. Shailaja, um, Shailaja just sent me a private message. I, I know how that feels. I've been there. What a sad, sad thing, right? And we're repeating things that we pick up in our family of origin. Yes. So I want you to get really clear on where you are now. So my question for you is, in your family of origin, did you notice? What did you notice? Did you notice loosey-goosey boundaries? No boundaries at all, which meant that 
Love was about saying okay, putting other people first, obeying, going along with the agenda, right? Intruding, giving unsolicited advice. Is that what you picked up? Or did you pick up very rigid boundaries? One of the other ways that rigid boundaries came across is um, when I wanted to be a psychiatrist, I laugh about this now because we really came full circle and healed it, but back then it was not close to being funny. I want to be a psychiatrist. My dad wanted me to be an ophthalmologist. There was also a gold medalist in ophthalmology, which did not help the situation. But he um, was a very successful ophthalmologist, had a bunch of hospitals, came from poverty, right? And wanted to hand this off to me. And I said, no. And he took it very personally and ordered me out of the house. Came full circle where a few years ago, he was literally taking me to each of his friend's houses and, and was like, she's, she's, she's a great psychiatrist. <laughs> Came full circle. But in that moment, that's, that was a very rigid boundary, right? You are loved if you toe the line. There you go. So ask yourself, did you see loosey-goosey? Sometimes we see loosey-goosey boundaries with one parent and very rigid with the other. Or they're loosey-goosey in certain aspects and very rigid in other aspects. Or... So it might've been mixed like that, or it might've been mostly leaning towards one or the other. Your job today, okay, is to ask yourself, I need to know where I am so that when I show you a better framework, you know where you are so you can actually plot the path to that North Star. So the home play for today is to think back and ask yourself, zero to 10, how confident am I that I can have boundaries, honor my boundaries calmly and lovingly? Zero to 10. Number two, in my family of origin, what is my primary language that I picked up? Is it a disorganized mismatch of both, like coveys? Or was it more towards one or the other? That's it. That is your you are here thing. And when we know that, then you will know how to personalize the map I'm going to give you because you know where you're starting, you know how to make those turns, okay? So I wanna end with this. You are here for a reason. You saw the title that it was a boundary challenge. You signed up. You are here right now because it matters to you. There is a whisper in your heart that is saying, this matters to me. Listen to that whisper. I can tell you most of what I've created in my life came from whispers, not loud signals. The loud signals were usually noise. The little whispers were the things that were nudging me towards my, my better self. You're here because there's a whisper. So do the work, right? Take a few minutes. Think about these two answers. Post it in the homework thread. Earn your points. That's how you actually feel a shift in your nervous system. And you might get a 100% scholarship to heal your relationships as a side benefit, which I would love. I would love to have you there. But even if you don't, your life will change if you actually listen to that whisper and do something. Don't just listen to this stuff while doing laundry and doing dishes and be like, oh yeah, that was nice. Not gonna change anything, right? Do the work. All right, so I will stop here. Thank you for spending day one with me. See you soon. If this podcast means something to you, It would mean so much to me if you'd be willing to take 30 seconds 
to do one or all of these three things. First, can you follow or subscribe to Emotional Mastery? Following the podcast helps you because you'll never miss an episode, and it helps us because you'll never miss an episode. So to do this, just go to the Emotional Mastery show page on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tap on the plus sign on the top right corner or click on the button that says follow. This is the most important thing for the podcast to reach more people. And while you're there, if you'd be willing to give us a five-star rating and a review and share an episode you love with a friend, I'd be so grateful. We appreciate you very, very much. Thank you.